0: Hi everyone, I'm Mike Novogratz, and this is Next with NOVA. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm here with my friends Kudi and Shika. You guys have never heard of these guys, but I tell you what, by Feb 14th, you certainly will. These guys don't know what's going to hit them because they're going to blow up, especially Cootie. (laughs) Cootie's the better looking of the two. (laughs) I don't know about that. She can't get all the girls, man. I'm just (laughs) kidding. Well, he got a girl Uh, now, so no more. He don't get girls. Sorry about that. These guys are about to drop, you know, the Kanye three-part docuseries, uh, Netflix. It's going to start in theaters and then come into Netflix. Uh, I saw the first episode. It premiered at Sundance. It was all the buzz. Uh, Couldn't be happier to have these guys on could be happy to know him. I met him a couple years ago and just fell in love with these two. So we're gonna learn about them. You know, one's from Chi Town and one's from New Orleans. Yes sir. I say one one was a college dropout and, and and one was kind of a pretty boy, you know, a RISD, big grad, and smart our, smart guy. Yeah, our guy. And so I wanna hear your stories a little bit before we get to the doc and everything yeah. else. So Cootie, why don't you
1: start? Give us a little bit about growing up. Well you said uh um a college dropout, I almost didn't make it out of high school. (laughs) By senior year, the semester before graduation, we would go to school, cut that division, go to the liquor store, this is high school, get drunk at my boy Kitty Cool House, and that was our day. So when I got straight Fs, I'm like, and they said, you're not going to be able to walk across the stage and you're not going to prom. I couldn't believe that I I thought that, what you mean? I got straight Fs, so... (laughs) They was like, you gotta bring your grades up to an A, and when you do that, then you uh, then you can, you know, do it all. So, I guess I brought it up to an A because I was able to, you know, walk and uh, and uh, and uh, go to prom. So, who'd you take to prom? I took this girl, Marquita. Yeah, to prom, but I couldn't drive neither because in my neighborhood, um, it was a stolen block, a stolen car on my block every day in my neighborhood. So, as kids, we would just. Jump in the car and just drive and kick it. And then one time the police got us and called us. And um, and I and from that point I couldn't get a license until I was eighteen. So, you know, she had to, uh, my, my key to, she had to drive you to <laughs> As soon as we turned the corner, I was whipping, <laughs> leaning back. <laughs> as soon as we turned the corner, no, but uh, but yeah, it was a, a trip. Out uh, my, my upbringing with my mother and father, my my, my family was like the Bill Cosby show. I had three sisters, and it was me. I was Theo. Same age, same ages, and everything. We couldn't believe us watching that. My sister Tanya, and me, my sister Denise, five years under me, and my sister Wendy is is ten years under me. He's like my mother every time. Every time uh, we we joke about it. Every time that uh, we went to school, like kindergarten, she have another baby, so she ain't have to work <laughs> every five years, though. No, but my, uh, my sister older than me is two years, but was crazy my sister she was doing radio TV and she' really pretty so when I was in high school my, I mean in grammar school my mother would make me go because she had an after school thing with the radio TV so my mother would make me go up there with her to kind of cock block the news you know so I'd be <laughs> up there but I'm looking at what they're doing with the cameras and all so they they, kind of, they fell in love with me and started like mentoring me so my, my freshman orientation, I was in there like I, was, I already went to the school because they had me working the camera at the orientation. You know, so that alone, I didn't know at the time that I was going to be a filmmaker because I used to also um, host the talent shows. I was funny, so I knew I was funny. And, and, and because of radio TV, I was able to do that because we controlled the auditorium and everything that, that happened in entertainment. And uh, that was um, my introduction to, to filmmaking. But then also we had the gang situation, you know, in Chicago, my best friend, Matthews, his brother, ran a gang called the Black Gangsters. So we were honorary black gangsters no matter what. Yeah, and in Chicago, so any, any, anything happened to us, we always had a gang of people. And, and of course, his, his brother, Casey Capone, who was a preacher now. Casey Capone's a preacher. He That's got, interesting. Mm-hmm. He got shot. I'm going to just tell you a quick story. He got shot, and after he got shot, he ran in his mother's room, shot three times, bleeding, about to die. He said, Ma, he said, I, I, I'm, uh, I don't, I'm not scared to die, but I don't want to go to hell. And she was like, and they rushed him to the hospital. He got to the hospital, he was pronounced dead at the hospital. And he said, obviously he came back, he said he seen black in the distance, and he, when he seen that black, all of a sudden, he seen these three figures in the black. He said, pitch black like he never seen it, he seen these three figures, and he said, next thing you know, the figures was in, right in front of him, and he said, Jesus. And he came back to life. Wow. Casey, Casey Capone. Wow. Casey Capone. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I never told you that. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, I mean, you know, my upbringing was all of that, you know, fights and going to jail and just, just it was insane. And then my, I remember my grandmother passed away and she passed, and it was like all of a sudden things started going good. I started doing comedy. You know, I'm started figuring out my way of life, and I was like, "Why is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's because my grandmother is next to God, telling God to look out for me." So I'm like, "So I'm like, oh, she's not dead. She didn't die. She's right next to God. She have it right now, looking out for me." And that was, and I'm talking about night and day from from what we was Believing doing in Believing in something is streets. pretty damn powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, it, sure. Narrative Man. is powerful. Oh, what mm-hmm. ain't it? Man, believing in the higher power. Some people call it the universe. I call it Jesus Christ. Because you got to realize I call it Jesus because my mother introduced me to Jesus as the son of God. I'm the only son in my family. So, I'm, so I used to pray to God and kick it with Jesus. And every time something happened, I had a gun in my head, pulled off. It went off when we pulled off. Click. We pull up. Boom. You know, I could have died there. I was like, Jesus, thank you. I got, I got hit by a car on my bike. The, the tire almost hit my head, like inches from my head. I said, thank you, Jesus. So that's my buddy right there. there we go. <laughs> he been, and my, my wife blessing, always too. says we're all the son of God. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, for sure.
2: All right, so
0: you grew up in New Orleans.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, the story he just told you, there's a lot of similarities with just the neighborhoods that we grew up in. I um, was more sheltered. My mother sent me to a private school, so there was a lot of things that I wasn't directly involved in but everything he just talked about was my existence as far as what was around me. And I feel like that's kind of like what we bonded on. We can just bond on like our movement through the streets was so similar as far as what we seen and far as like even dealing with the trauma of going through that and hearing gunshots every night, you know what I mean? But, uh, what you part know, of New Orleans? Uptown third ward, but Jackson and Danielle. So yeah. I'm like literally in between the Magnolia and the Calio projects. But, uh, yeah, it was a notorious that's drug not, That's not the blood. good part of New Orleans for you That's guys. not the good <laughs> part of New Orleans. I haven't spent a lot of time yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, um, but I, I, I thank God for, the, for that journey because so much of that story, so much of his story is what makes us, I feel, so well-rounded rail, because we have multiple perspectives of just our experience in life, you know? Yeah, so how did wow. you get into RISD? So... Um, this is funny because, like, you know, I had I was like any other typical kid from my neighborhood. I wanted to play in the NBA, and I really had held on to that dream until like my senior year in college. And in order to play sports, you know, my my mother saw I was talented in art from an early age, so she'd make me go to art camp every summer in order to go to to continue to play basketball. And I'm I'm so thankful she did that because it was my senior year, and I I ended up playing AAU. And I remember, you know, I thought I was the shit, I was a captain of my team, and I just like you know i I thought i was going to college and everything playing ball i step onto that court and on uh, the au team and i was like what where did they come these kids are my height <laughs> dunking doing vert- i'm like what so like i'm like going from starting to like i was the last man off the bench on this team and i remember the coach telling me like you know the they were going to travel for the summer the national tournament and um I had gotten to the, this. my mother was telling me about this art program in RISD where I like, can get college credit. And my coach, the guy, he kept the only person that really kept it that honest with me. He was like, he's like, man, you're not like, you might make D3. Like, you <laughs> might be able to play D3. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So he was like, I, I was like, you probably just should go to the, to the, and I went to the uh, RISD because I got in and it changed my life. And that's actually when I realized, uh, you know, I just took my mother said I was talented at art. I just like, oh, okay, okay. That's the first time I could see it because it was against other really good artists and I could hang with them different than I was hanging with the cats on the Such court. A you know what, I'm I mean, what a different yeah. world
0: coming from like, you know, the hood
2: yeah.
1: to, to literally RISD where you've got this yeah. creative like... Right by Brown, with, with, with you know what right I'm by saying? Brown. But she yeah. she yeah. skipped out a whole thing that his mother's an angel so when he was little he did come from the hood but his mother put tell him about your schooling
2: yeah so my mother put me into this private school I was like probably like they need to integrate the school basically and um, so she sent me to St. Martin's like a 20 private school 20 minutes out of my neighborhood because where the neighborhood I was from it's zoning so got to, if she put me in a public school I'd only be able to go to certain schools right. and it's just a testament to like the education system but it's also a testament to the, the problem of systemic racism in a sense of like I was an anomaly. My mother gave me this opportunity, but there's so many kids in my neighborhood that didn't and they would have excelled if they did. You know what I'm saying? So if they would have just been afforded that type of education that would give them a certain type of exposure to see life differently. So I just saw like, I mean, I went to school with Allie Copeland. She was, al copeland's daughter they own popeye she get dropped off the school in a limousine like we're having fried chicken at her pay. like we're bojangles but we do like Popeyes. <laughs> yeah so but to see that as a kid early yeah, I'm like, you can obtain this like on my block the other kids didn't see that you know what i mean so
0: yeah no that trust me there's yeah there's uh probably an equal distribution of intelligence and talent and there's certainly not an equal distribution of uh Opportunity. hundred yeah, percent.
2: That's exactly. You just nailed it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. so
0: you guys, how'd you meet?
1: Oh man. Well, of course I followed Kanye here, uh, documenting him because um, I knew I, you know, I knew. I'm he was gonna, gonna get to that up. piece in a yeah, second, for sure. I just want to have it, like, when did you guys finally meet? It, it was at MTV. They wanted to do you here first. Oh, on, when you were with gang. Kanye. All right. Yeah. Well, let's step back. So, <laughs> so I, I don't want to. I want people to watch the the, the movie. Yeah. And they do, You guys do
0: such a great job in this movie of not just telling Kanye's story but telling your story Mm -hmm. Uh, which is in some ways just as cool Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean Kanye's pretty damn cool (laughs) uh, but the courage to kind of trust yourself to say hey I'm gonna give up my my uh, you know uh, career as a comedian Mm -hmm. and and chase this guy and follow him and be part of this journey of his Mm -hmm. because I know something special is going on how did that you know, that's yeah. That's ballsy.
1: Well, like, like I, I, I bring it back to, to, to Jesus, to God. You know, uh, it was when I seen him, I just felt like, I just felt that like I knew, I seen the vision. I seen exactly, I seen the hoop dreams. I'm like, I'm going to do that, yay. And then, actually, I, was, I didn't, it didn't happen quite so easy because the only reason why I got to move to New York, because I just bought a condo. I, I, I just got married. I bought a condo. I had a bought a car, and then I come back, I actually was going to do a documentary on Michael Jordan coming back to the NBA, because I heard from his nephew who was coming back, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a doc on that. So I went to Miami and filmed all of these, I filmed like Magic Johnson, it was Memorial Weekend, Miami, 2001. Everybody, used to, everybody was still going to Cancun, but this year, like Puff, J-Lo, Magic Johnson, everybody was at Memorial Weekend, so I'm like, Bet. I'm going to interview these people and just say, what, if, what what would it be like if Michael Jordan came back to the NBA? So I got in, in front of uh, Magic Johnson. The way we was getting in places, because we had the Source mic, because Channel Zero, my, my right. show, and Source fell in love with us, so they had us doing stuff with them. So I, we had this, the, the, the Just the Source thing on the mic. We put it on there. Yo, we with the show. they oh, come on. So we're in places. So I'm interviewing Magic Johnson. What you think? I interviewed the, the brothers. What's up, them dudes? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Yeah, what's up? That was popular. I interviewed them. I interviewed a bunch of NBA players. Uh, and then i will be, like, filming stuff. So I remember me and Dion Cole, a good friend of mine, a comedian. We on stage, and Biz Marquis DJing. Jermaine Dupree is on the mic. And while I'm on stage, all of a sudden, somebody come up and grab the mic and start freestyling. I turn the camera, it's Jay-Z, freestyling. <laughs> I'm right here, freestyling, right? So then, okay, long story short, I come back to Chicago, and I'm driving, and I come off on North Avenue with my car, and next thing I know, my door opens up, and there's a dude with a ski mask on and a 9 millimeter to my head like, give me that money. And I'm like, what, what money? He's like, "Give me better give me that money, I'm going to kill you. So I reached in my pocket. So I'm like, he had to know me because I could have been reaching for something. Boom. But I reached in my pocket and grabbed like $25. Like, here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you want the money yeah. here? Threw that on the ground. Snatched my chain off, threw it on the ground. Dra- grabbed my phone, threw it on the ground. And then he was like, uh, you give me that money, I'm going to kill you right now. So I was like, man, if you can find the money, just let me out the car. You find the money, it's yours. You know, my camera was in there. All that footage was in there. And he, I got out the car. And I just knew he was going to shoot me, too, just for fun. It was a car blocking me in the back, too. So I knew somebody. So I'm dodging bullets, and no mm-hmm. bullets was coming. And uh, and because of that conduct, because my home insurance, that money that they gave me, they was like, we insure everything that was in the car. So they gave me the money for the camera, all the stuff, my chain, everything. I took that money, and I moved to You New York. lost all the footage, though. L- yeah. all- oh, what, the JC. J-C no. Dion D- D- said. I said, Dion, man, I just got carjacked. He like, yeah. I said, man, they... They 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 took the car. They took the, my camera. He said, "I said he said and I said they got the footage." He said, "They got the footage." I said, "Yeah, man. And they <laughs> hit me in the head, man. I like, you know, I busted my head and everything. You know, he was like all the footage." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "JC Free Yeah, oh man, so did yeah, Diaco. But um, so but there yeah, went yeah. There went the Michael Jordan doc. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. But hey, you know that, and that gave me the money to really get on the Kanye doc. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was it was it's like everything happened for a reason man and, and, and I, I call that carjack a an angel pretty much you know what I mean because yeah. if it wasn't for him I probably would have just stayed doing comedy and doing my parties that I was doing and you know in Chicago but well I'm guessing like, your, the
0: fact that you've got such a Big personality and likable face allowed you <laughs> to kind of, and, and you're sweet, allowed you to get in places with your camera and yeah. people not, don't say get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like you know, just showing up. Because right. it's interesting. You guys will watch the doc, and and it's interesting how you guys are just showing up in places. Yeah, and, you know, camera in your yeah. face,
1: and, yeah. and no one really got seemed to get pissed at you. No, no and then it wasn't popular then either. Nobody had a camera, so they look they look at us like, what? The, who, why are you <laughs> filming Kanye? Because Channel Zero was. Huge at the time, we was filming Wu and yeah. RZA, Snoop, and just everybody. Method I, One man. of the fun parts of that movie is that first hour when
0: you're showing all those old Channel Zero mm-hmm. clips, and and it's like all these rappers that we all yeah. know and love, and you're seeing them yeah. 20 years ago, right. and it feels like a century ago, yeah. right?
2: You know, What's and the all good? these young kids in hip hop. The crazy thing, and I tell people because certain things, stuff that didn't make the the cut, like this footage of uh, Cootie filming. Method Man, you know, and, and you get to realize, man, Method Man really took to Cootie to the point to where, like, it felt like Method Man was like, man, come film, you know what I mean? And so, and thinking of all the people that Cootie was filming in that era that was way more successful at that time than Kanye, it's just something that he decided to, like, not go and hedge his bets better with, like, oh, well, these people are more established, you know what I mean? He just stuck with the intuition, intuitiveness to stick with Cootie, I mean, to with Kanye, is amazing to me, you that know. Is, that is interesting. Yeah.
1: You know, our boy Dave loves Method Man. Yeah, he just we, loves <laughs> Method Man. I mean, yeah, we cut out that scene though. That was that was actually in the Def Jam office, when we yeah. went and Method Man seen me, and he like come to the office. I came, and we you know smoking the kicking and then I'm filming. We took it out though because uh, it just didn't move the story forward. But yeah, Method, that's our guy right there. Yeah.
0: Mm. So you guys met at MTV. That yeah. was. 20, 15 years ago, probably, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you started deciding to do stuff together. Yeah. Uh, the Kanye thing was in the background. Constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the doc. The doc. Mm-hmm. The doc uh, he had
2: already been moving on it. Right. And um, we didn't really, we didn't really, uh, we were just kicking it at first for like a year. And then he finally showed me Channel Zero. That's so when I saw it for the first time. And like going to art school, obviously I looked at it and I was like, this, it was so raw, but the storytelling was so dope. Like I, it was witty. I was like, this shit is crazy. And uh, that's when we started talking about film. And we were like finishing each other's sentences. So we were getting hyped, like they, like we see it the same way. And you know, then taking just like all the stuff we wanted to do and it was like, it just made sense. And um, and the funny part is, I actually had a full on company at MTV, like me and my friends at MTV, we had started our own and company HBO, at a, HBO, HBO Snoop. Right. So it was a bunch of us had a company together. And uh, I remember, with Coot- I was like, we started working on, so I get a call from Cootie. He had gone. Kanye got in a car accident. He goes to to L.A. to be with him. And I get a call and Cootie's like, man, uh, we got this idea for this music video. You know, my whole reason why I'm even at MTV was because I want to do music videos. I was just waiting for the right opportunity and the right artist. And so he calls and he's like, you know, we don't have no money, but I'm like, I'm with it. I was familiar with Kanye as a producer, so I already knew how dope he was. And then I heard the tracks. I was like, this shit is great. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm in. Count me in. And then I had all the resources at MTV to do what we needed to do. So um, we got busy on that. But I'm, I'm at this company. And so our company's called Camp and everything we kind of do is like as a collective. But I'm seeing Cootie and I'm like, man, you need to get you need to get down with us. And he was with it. But he's like, man, if I get down, I was like I can't come on because we had a little hierarchy. Right. He was like, I need to be at the at the top. But y'all, you know what I'm saying, I, I gotta so, be own. Yeah, I gotta be own. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, you know, I seen the. I'm like, I, yeah. So I go to talk to my my partners, and they just didn't see it the same way. And I was like, damn, like I'm telling y'all, man. So then I gave them the all. I was like, well, either we bring Cootie on, or I'm rocking with <laughs> with Cootie. You know what I'm saying? And we started rocking out from that. That's, moment. that's, that's a moment. Yeah, we
1: quit MTV. I was like. Mm. I'm like, you, got, okay, no, I'm you got no money in your <laughs> pocket. Broke, right. <laughs> he broke. had a good you job. Oh, man, I was like, oh, no, we really got to grind. And so, what was, was your was first uh,
0: project together?
2: Through the Wire was our first project together. Yeah, yeah. Nice. and uh, and it was, it was, it was, it was. So it's like full circle, right? Because right. Through the Wire was all the documentary footage that he had shot, shot up until that point. And I remember he came to the office with this rough cut. It was just documentary footage. Then we had, you know, figured out how to make it into, like, put it in the Polaroids and whatnot. But uh, to just now come full circle and to see that imagined over X amount of years after that, you yeah. know what I mean? It's pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: And how did the on Marbury uh,
2: oh, show up? That, so, you know, we had, met Steph first.
1: Yeah, yeah we met him yeah. at the same time. Yeah. We didn't
2: really, Actually, it was so funny because it wasn't even a doc we really were trying to do. But uh, we had just done a a doc with BET on uh, Martin Luther King, and uh, Jason Samuels, who was the EP of that at BET, called us up, and he was like, you know, I'm partnering with Nina Bon Jovi on this project, and, and, and... I think you guys would be perfect with. Well, I've, I've sold you guys on her she just wants to talk to you guys and she told us including, and you know she's partners with Forrest Whitaker we're trying to get into the movie stuff so we're thinking about well man it could be a good you know what I mean
1: and she discovered Ryan Cooper. and she discovered yeah. Ryan like station yeah. that's all out of the door was like okay we don't know Steph story we're gonna figure it out yeah, yeah. and so then
2: uh, she was sold on us she's like well I get, y'all need to meet Steph though because he's kind of he you don't trust anybody and so we're like, okay, yeah, of course. So we meet him at this, I can't remember what hotel, I think it was the London, and we sat down and we just all hit it off. Like we all bonded off of just similar, like we all had just lost our fathers. We all were close in age and it was just like an instant connection. And he, he was like, oh, he's like, I fuck with you guys. To the point to where he trusted us so much that when we finished the doc, he, the first time he saw the doc was at the film festival, wow. at wow. Tribeca Film Festival. That's amazing. Almost, yeah. yeah. That yeah. takes a lot of courage. Yeah, for yeah. somebody that doesn't trust anybody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah.
0: But that's a crazy story too. It ended up in China. I mean, like yeah. who would have ever thought? Right. Kid from Staten Island up in
2: China and, he's still and like a hero. Yeah. And he's still love. He's still there. Like, like, coaching. Coaching. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 But he
1: real spiritual. Uh, Stephon a real spiritual person too. I think that was our bond. And, yeah, for sure. And, you know, like I. My thing is that, you know, we never die. We never die. We just leave this body, yeah. but our spirits live forever. And our spirits actually helped guide us to different places. So I think, like, Chike's father, my father, his father said, okay, y'all come together on a project, and they put us together. And that's why we uh, did it. And it was like in the thing, too, I always say "Is Jesus direct, you know, because that's my nickname to, to God. It's Jesus who I believe in. And and he just made that project happen. It was like, it was like his father's spirit, our, our father's spirits was there, but... But it was like things you just can't write. You can't write certain things. Like the little guy the, the guy at the end, Xavier, had the same name as Stefan, middle name. And we talking about, you know, he like you could be the president of the United States. And he like, I didn't know that. And then, the, then fast forward that the next doc we do with the same crew, Jason uh, uh, Harper, our editors, and Max, uh, Max Altman, we do the same. We move right from that doc to this doc. And at the end of this doc, it's Kanye running for president.
2: So, like, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute. Hold up.
1: God, you go, God be acting up sometimes. He be like, I'm going to show off. I'm going to show y'all for real what was real. To the point that just recently, I'm going, Ivy got nominated for a Grammy. I'm in L.A. I mean, we get our tickets because we're going to celebrate with Ivy. We're going to go to Sundance. After Sundance, we're going to go to to LA and kick it. So I had my hotel room a a month Mm -hmm. and a half ago when we first found out pretty much he got nominated. And long story short, is he, we go, I'm like, I was going to council and council, they canceled, I mean, they they did Sundance Remote, then they canceled the Grammys and moved it, moved the Grammys, so I'm like, dang, I, I should cancel this hotel last week. And I'm like, you know what? I might as well just go to LA. Why not? So I, so I like, booked my ticket and then I'm, I'm looking at something, and I'm like, wait a minute. Kanye was, oh, he insulted that that fan at, at the Soho house. I'm like, that's why I'm going to stay. i might like, it might be big. I, say, I I told my girl, Rachel, I'm like, yo, it might be bigger than, than me just taking some of these meetings that we had set up. You know, I was like, I was going to do that and just h- hang out and just get some warmth. It was about to snow here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. But I'm like, it's bigger. So then I get there and come to find out. Kanye and Future rented out the fifth floor. So they <laughs> there. I'm like, God, you why are you showing out? So mm-hmm. now we under the same roof. And then Iman, who cut Kanye hair to this day, Iman um, was like, man, I ain't, see, I ain't see the first movie. I'm like, oh, come through. Iman come through. Don C, like, where y'all at? We had the thing. So Don C come through. Ice Green come through. Then uh, Danny Sword, Channel Zero, the the channels, you're, Drew, you're, who played Jesus and yeah. Jesus Walk, is in got a girlfriend in L.A. So he out there, so he come through. And Woody White who put Kanye in his first advertisement, he there. And then Dionne Cole later come. And Jay Ivey, when Jay Ivey see us hiking, Jay was like, I'm about to get a ticket. So he flew back out. But he ain't had no, <laughs> he ain't had no room cause they bought out the whole the hotel. I wouldn't have had a room if I would have yeah. if I would have canceled for one day. I would have canceled. It had been booked. They That's definitely would have got my room. I had the big room. So they definitely would have got my room, but but it was just it's just magic. And then next thing I know, I'm running to Kanye. Of course. I mean, he say, as soon as he got off the elevator, he seen me, he said, You ain't tell me you was here. He said, Something told me to come upstairs. You know, and I said, Man, something told me to come here. You know, and, and that was that was magic, man. I was that was God like yo. You know, bring it together, and everything's gonna be good.
0: I think he's gonna love this. I mean, at least I saw only the first episode. Yeah. But if I was Kanye, I'd love the first episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you take him on a journey. Well, he takes he takes us on a journey, and you document it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I've met him later in life, mm-hmm. uh, and he's very sweet. But you can t- certainly tell he struggles. Yeah. Struggles with some demons and he's got some mental health issues. In that early, of those early shots of Kanye you're just on his side you're yeah. cheering for him yeah. there's there's no but yeah there's just a yes yeah. and so was it painful to watch that was it i mean explain that journey for you here's this kid you love you still love mm-hmm. uh who blew up bigger than life mm-hmm. uh and and has and, and struggles still yeah uh, but didn't didn't back then
1: yeah I, I, well you know his mother always kept kept me around when he started blowing up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, of course, as a as a rapper, you you have aspirations and dreams of working with, you know, Pipe Williams and these big directors and doing, you know, everything that most rappers do. So you like, I gotta get the Shane, I gotta get this house, you know, the things that make sense for for, you know, your dreams that you you know, as you in the in your basement, you're thinking about, oh, I'm gonna have this big house, I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna work with hype. So he started, people started pulling him in that direction. And you know, of course, and that's what he wanted to do, but his mom would keep me around. So when she when she made her transition, it really went, he really went off and I, never, I didn't see him. So now I'm just like watching, you know, the Taylor Swift and I'm like, damn, you know, I might like, like, you know, he didn't have to do that. Whatever my thought was, you know, but then I'm like, you know, well, you know that's him, and I guess that's the you know the role he want to play, and he, he's getting his publicity, and and kind of used to say all publicity, good publicity. So I'm like, okay, he, he's doing it, and then I see him do all this other stuff. And then I, see, you know, as I'm watching, I'm this six years, and he blowing up, he like bigger than life. So I'm starting to like, do I know this dude? That's why in, in, in the three, when we when when Common brought us back together, so and this is an amazing story as well, and I want to just give some of these stories just because. You understand? So Common father passed away. So when Common father passed away, I was like, man, I wish I could uh, call him and say, get my condolences. You know, I still have my father at the time. And uh, and I'm talking about the next day Common calls me. The next day. Wow. And I'm like, I said, yo, man, I said, yo, father passed, man. I'm so, I'm so sorry he had it. He's like, oh, man, yeah, he passed last week. I'm like, oh, I just found out, man, you know, my, my condolences. Then he was, like, he was like, yo, I want you to uh, come you know, film the art Fest for me, document this art Fest, his first festival he did in Chicago. And I'm like, oh, word, I want to go anyway because I heard about it and I heard on the low that Kanye was going to be there. So I was going to figure out my way there, but he called me. So I wind up going uh, and then documenting. And then that's when me and Kanye re- reconnected in six years. Pretty much, I seen him twice, like walking on the street with Amber Rose, hey, how you doing? We going, He's like, I get your Sunday blessings. I was like, oh, boy, perfect. <laughs> and then another time after that, that we had no real interaction. But but when uh, he did that, the IFS was the last time that I see my father alive physically because of common, you right. know? And then, like I say, we, me and Kanye reconnected, and that's all in the doc when you get to that to that point. But it's just like, it's just funny how, if not it's amazing how everything happened for a reason. So that right there, and, and the long, another quick story is that I did my father, so the, the hardest things I ever had to do was was Mama West funeral piece, and my father's funeral piece, of course. Now I'm looking at all this footage, but it's so it's so therapeutic too because I'm like, yo, my father. I can hear my father. I can see right here. This right. I can mm-hmm. always just go to this tape and hear him and, and, and see him. So I, I that. But then when I, when I was looking for records, I'm like, what can I put on my father? And I, he had like six records in this little um, hi-fi thing he had, and I pulled it out and I'm like, oh Marvin Gaye. So I'm looking through. I'm like. Oh, God is love? Okay, let me let me get God is love. So I go to Apple um, Music and like God is love. So I got God is love, put that on my father's funeral piece. So then about six months later, Common comes to Harlem and he's on stage uh, ra- uh, rapping and, uh, and he's telling his whole story. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, if y'all know this song, sing with me. If you don't, then just clap, right? And I ain't know the song, so I'm clapping. And he was like... There you go, Cootie. Gave me a shout-out. I'm like, oh, shoot, word. There you go, Cootie. And right after he said that, they played God is Love like by Marvin sh- Gay. She started singing. I was like, yo. <laughs> That's why I do it so. It's so I just, I just be wanting to share that. And, and when we get to, to DR. Cootie, you're connected. You're, like, connected As, to Hundred No, the, you 100%. Dude, no, we, like we get to DR. When I met you, oh, yeah. my God, you don't even understand. You were with Dave? Yeah, right. Dude, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <gasps> God is so good. I couldn't believe that Dave walked in there. Because yeah. I didn't know you at the time. And then they like on the owner of the house coming. And then they come day behind you. I'm like, Dave, like Cooney, oh Mike, Cooney did the kid yeah. that dude. we went to the screen. And then and I remember Kai said, look at God. Yeah.
0: I think I might become most famous for that house. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in <laughs> the Kanye <laughs> dog, <laughs> in, the, <laughs> the in the house. Here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't know that uh, when they see this, and uh, I'm happy to be talking about it now because they, they don't know how good uh, people y'all are. Yeah. Today, cause they yeah. look at it like, who are these dudes with Kanye? They, they, they probably try to, you know, they don't know y'all are really, really great people. You know, mm-hmm. they just see Kanye it out um, at the time. But, man, it was a blessing when y'all walked in that house. That's when everything changed, when y'all walked, because it, uh, it was a trip before then, you know.
0: So, so are you ready for... All your ex girlfriends, now who going to see you on the big screen, is he calling you up?
1: He <laughs> you remember me? <laughs> they, they've been doing that since Benji. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> All right, we already, we already got that thing. Right, we already, there we They've been through that, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, this is going to be for both of you, I think, just a joyous six months. I mean, I, you know, I've only seen the first episode, but I think about when that Jordan Dot came out and mm. the whole country watched it. Yeah. And I, I have to think this is going to be that times two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kanye's in his moment. That he's, it's such a compelling story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys did an amazing job telling it. And so, Thank my you. only advice—not that I'm supposed to give advice <laughs> you got great the, advice. Enjoy right. the goddamn ride because right. it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yes sir. And you guys, you guys know who you are already, mm-hmm. and so you're not going to get carried away. But really, right. enjoy the ride. It should be fun. I, you know. I'm crossing my fingers. I've got great predictions on the Oscars, and uh, oh, man. Oh. you know, you guys at least you you should win. If not, I'm going to go smash somebody. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> uh, and then next, then you got a whole freaking. Yeah. You know, this is the great thing about having. I think this is going to be kind of a jump step in success. Mm-hmm. Is that the world's going to be your oyster to figure yeah. out are you going to make yeah. more docs or or
2: feature or. A network. Yeah, that's it. what I think people were excited network. about. Is like people don't realize, I think, how long. You no, know, people will be able yeah, to you put it on all, the grind. They'll be able to put it together. We've been grinding for a long time, and people can put together from that music video era to Creative Control to, to the, all our docs, and people don't realize we're the same person doing all this. But even through all that, all the stuff that didn't make it, all the all the stuff we have in development, like finally we can start to realize that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, it's no that's a beginning it, for us. Really, it's gonna be exciting. I'm gonna yeah.
0: have a fun time watching and cheering you mm-hmm. on Uh, because, you know, I've seen every once in a while someone makes that that jump step Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you got the chance to do bigger things. Right, uh, right. But you can be a part of it too. I'm, I'm like,
1: trust you me, I'm, go right, I'm a know. good executive yeah. producer. Yeah. Right? I That's realize good. this whole you know, right. I mean, the whole executive producer yeah. thing is kind of a you, crock. you, you know, an you investor.
2: You're one of the most humbled executive producers <laughs> I know, though, because you got you got heat behind you. You know what I'm saying? So people need to know. People don't know
1: that you are behind Birth of a Nation. Right. right. That yeah. was a powerful. That yes. was a powerful movie. Nate and Parker. We all, I love. We all should have went up like to the Oscar. That movie made me cry. Yeah. Birth of a
0: Nation make you cry. It's a hard movie to watch. Yeah. Nate Parker still. I, if I've learned anything about you know Black America, yeah. it's all through Nate Parker. He, yeah. he's been my mentor. He 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 uh, does not graduate Yeah, him, he yeah, everything Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah. he's the real guy. And then last year I uh, I was executive producer of Two Distant Strangers. Yeah, which yeah. was was I didn't really do a lot of them, give money, but but it won the Oscar. Yeah, uh, that's a badass movie. Yeah, and so
2: you know how to pick them, man. I'm on a roll. I'm on
0: a roll. <laughs> well, guys, thanks a ton. I really this has been a ton of fun. I don't want to take too much of your time. I think everyone on this podcast is going to watch your show. Cootie and Cheek on Next with Nova. Thanks, guys.